Well, good evening. Good evening. Making sure I was on. Good to see everyone here. Nice uh, chilly day, not too cold. I was able to get snow when we were up in Wisconsin this past week. There we got like six inches of snow. So, so all those that are, that are hating me because I'm praying for snow, you can stop it. I prayed for it. We got it. I'm still praying for it for Christmas, though, okay? So I can't, uh, can't, can't say I'm not. So, but good to have you here tonight. A couple of announcements, actually quite a few announcements, so hang with me here as we go through them. If it's your first time joining us here in person, please stop by the welcome desk on your way out. We'd love to have, give you a gift. Uh, next week for our Christmas, which we'll get to in a second, all the people will get, all the first-time visitors and kids will get gifts, so you can be inviting gifts for that. Uh, you've got mail. I uh, won't say anything else, but we do have, check your mailboxes, please. Uh, my wife and I checked them today. We were probably the ones that had the most, and we got them all. So ours is clear, so you guys can clear yours now. Uh, so make sure you check your mailbox and uh, get the Christmas gifts from last, Christmas cards from last year and this year together, and uh, make sure you have those. Uh, next, Christmas Southeast. So we still have a couple more of these out in the lobby, so please be handing them out to your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers. Uh, we'd love to give, I think we've given out about 1,000, and we have more. So uh, please grab them on the way out. And uh, they have all the times, all the stuff you need as well, a QR code that they can scan. Um, but we have, as Pastor will say, one service on Christmas Day, just one. And so uh, we have a Christmas Eve service at 7 o'clock and then one service at 1045 on Christmas morning. If you come in the evening, you can go hang out at Pastor's house. He probably won't even be there anyways. So uh, just one service on Christmas morning. Our Teen Winter Weekend is coming up faster than you know it uh, for the teens. So please see Pastor Andrew for any uh, information about that. But the deadline is this coming Wednesday to sign up. So make sure you register and pay for the. $85, and that's coming up in just a couple weeks. Lay's Bible Study uh, starts Thursdays in January, January 5th. Today is the last day to sign up, so if you have not signed up, you go out and give your money for the book and uh, sign up. It's 10 o'clock and 7 p.m. on Thursdays. The IFBF Men's Conference, they always have that up at Grace and Muncie, Grace Baptist and Muncie, on um, the second Saturday in January, and so we would love to invite all the men that would like to go. Uh, they'll collect an offering, but they usually feed us, I think it's pulled pork typically, and uh, but it's just a great time to Spend time with other men, singing, uh, testimonies, and hearing, God, hearing from God's Word. So if you're interested, please see one of us pastors, but we'll be leaving uh, that Saturday morning at 745 from here. So uh, please let us know if you're interested in coming to that. Missions Conference is coming up quicker than you know it as well. Uh, we have our four missionaries confirmed now, two that we don't support and two that we do. And so looking forward to uh, having them with us. But that's a Friday night. First thing is 7 o'clock on Friday night here in the, in the sanctuary. So 7 o'clock on Friday, all day Saturday and then Sunday all day as well. So make sure you are uh, putting that on your calendar because it's going to be a great time. We're looking forward to all that's going on that week. Missionaries of the week are John and Sarah. Uh, they are in an undisclosed location. I won't give their uh, last name like Pastor almost did this morning. Um, but they are in, they're currently in the U.S. right now. Um, their country is closed with COVID right now. They're trying to get back, um, but it's looking like maybe this coming August is when they're going to be able to get back. So they're praying that it can be sooner. Um, but just be praying that that'll open up. Um, but right now, their kids are in school, and uh, they're also praying. Uh, they're, they're looking to maybe move to a new place, new location in their country that they're in. And so they're just praying for wisdom. If you need to know any other information, you can read in the back. Uh, Miss Faith always puts all the letters back there, and so you can read what's going on with them in more detail. So I think that's all I have. So go ahead and stand with me. We'll pray, and then I will turn over to Matt Hoggins. All right, let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your love for us. We thank you for this time that we can spend uh, in your house. And uh, Lord, no day that you've given to us to glorify and praise you. Uh, Lord, we thank you for this Christmas time as we um, just celebrate the coming of your son as a baby, um, born to die. Lord, we're so thankful that you would come to this earth to die for us, to create a, a way for us to have a relationship with you. And uh, Lord, we thank you so much for this time, for that you just help our hearts to be 
focused on your word, to be open and attentive to what you were asked to say. We thank these things in your name. Amen. Remain standing. All right, we're just going to continue singing tonight about the birth of our Savior. So the first song tonight is the first Noel. everybody. It's a little bit uh, cold out there today, huh? All right, uh, any birthdays or anniversaries? Let's see, birthdays. Anybody have birthdays this last week? Any birthdays this last week? Today is Reynolds' birthday. How old are you, Reynolds? 45. And how long have you known Jesus as your Savior? About 10? Since he was about 10? Yeah, all right. So praise the Lord for that. Somebody else? Anybody else? Mr. Nolan, did you have a birthday? How old is Nolan? Two? 
Wow, that's wonderful. Uh-oh, yeah, Kyle, yeah, be honest. We're sitting in church. When was your birthday? Uh, 16. The 16th. And how long have you known the Lord as your Savior? 38 years. 38 years, amen. Yeah, all right. Robert, when was your birthday? Oh, you weren't here, so on the 6th, thank you for fessing up. Appreciate that. I'm sure Anna was helping out there. <laughs> and how long have you known the Lord as your Savior? 46 years. Wow, praise the Lord. Anybody else? Any other birthdays? All right. How about anniversaries? Do we have any anniversaries this last week? Any anniversaries this last week? No anniversaries? Let's sing happy birthday to these young people. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. God bless you. Happy birthday. So uh, we will be hearing from one of our missionaries later on as uh, we have for maybe the last time for a while, the Hazelwood back with us. And also we're going to give you a chance to share some testimony. So you might be thinking about that. Devin, come on up and read the scripture. Please stand if you're able out of honor and reverence to the word of God. The book of Daniel, chapter 7, starting at verse 9. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the ancients of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. I beheld then, because of the voice of the great words which, were, which the horn spake, I beheld even till the beast was slain, and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed." May the Lord bless the reading of his word. You may be seated.
Thank you, Nicole and Rachel. Now I think it's my turn. Okay. All right, you can remain seated for this next song. Angels, we have heard on high. Angels, we have heard on high. Sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains.
Okay, Brother Dennis, come on up. Tell us what's going on. Well, just a few things since uh, actually last time we were here, you know, Diane and I are uh, continu continuing to do whatever uh, missionaries would do once they get on the on the the country and on site on the field, and uh, we began to pray. Uh, with prayer and we began to pray every morning to seek God's will and direction for the day and that's you know what our day has been consisting of um, just in case there's a something different that the Lord wants to do that uh, you know we put in the plan but uh, anyway and God's been faithful he's been good like that um, and so we hit the ground running and moving with purpose and you know we're out meeting our neighbors we're um, uh, you know, I told you about Tom and Clayton, his son, and uh, told you uh, about Jerry, and, and we plan on having them over, you know, to the house so they can see also and get to know them better. And, um, and you know, it's funny, uh, just about a quarter mile, half mile down the road, I was just telling uh, <coughs> somebody this, uh, but uh, we actually have Sloan's there at uh, where we're at down there. So praise the Lord, right? It's... Uh, yeah, um, so we were looking forward to getting to meet them, too, yeah, just to see if they're related. <laughs> and uh, so um, anyway, we're working with the neighbors and that, the store clerks, you know, service servers, and also the BMV and uh, the different ones there uh, as we're getting um, on ground in that, meeting different people and, and uh, just telling them who we are and about the mission field and everything and just trying to be the, the witness in that. And it's really been a real blessing. And um, they do do things differently than Indiana. So, you know, you have to make sure you have everything with you when you go or they will turn you around and send you back home. And it's a little different being out in the country, you know. Well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm that far down the road, right? Uh, <clears throat> but anyway... Uh, and they have, uh, they're privatized there. They're, they have contractors in the BMV. So, you know, not every place that you go does it the same way. So that was different. That's quite interesting. And, 
and you can actually go to one of the BMVs there, and, and they're supposed to be open till four, but they may be closed at two. So, you know, so anyway, th it's, it's really, but it's really, it's really interesting, you know, so praise the Lord. Um, getting doctors, learning, you know, we're getting some doctors, need some dentists and uh, optical, and you'd be surprised how many retirees we have in the area at Fort Leonard Wood being there and everything. But, you know, met a guy named Nick, who's a tech there at the optical place where we went to go get our, our eyes uh, done. And his wife is still in the military. He got out. And, uh, but nonetheless, uh, it was a great opportunity to talk about the Lord and to, to be a witness and actually to tell about our class, too, that we have going on. Who knew I was going to meet a soldier there, right? Um, for marriage, you know, so we start that class February 8th, and uh, we're excited about that, and um, um, are we there yet, Paul Chapel? you know, we're going to use that material and that, and it's really uh, the lady who is in charge of it there in the main chapel um, is actually going to purchase the media package for us, which uh, has everything and a PowerPoint and all that with it, so Anyway, excited about that and having the meal be ahead of time. Again, rubbing shoulders with the soldiers. Uh, we've joined our new church family there, Landmark uh, Baptist Church there in Rolla. And uh, I've already sung my first solo special, you know, and we do need prayer for piano. Pianists. We need some pianists because we sing a cappella, which is a great thing. Praise the Lord. You know, you get to hear the, the words and everything, but... Uh, but it was a humbling experience, my first time singing a cappella in front of a new church family. I couldn't get the first verse, so I had to go to the chorus and then go to the first verse. But we got through it, praise the Lord, right? Um, so anyway, um, that's a prayer request, too. Uh, so the calendar, I got a calendar, I've taken that to church, so we're inviting this church family out, you know, uh, family a week, uh, starting out so they can see the Christian Service Center, the work that uh, God's doing, and, and we're praying by the time we get, you know, too far into the new year that some of the families, as we bring them there, there'll be soldiers coming as well, and uh, so, and we want to see what kind of support and that that the Lord's going to bless us with, and, you know, who wants to labor with us in these things, because um, that's the other thing we've, we've learned, too. That's a pretty big farmhouse. <laughs> you know, uh, Diane and I are like, wow. I mean, you know, Praise the Lord for Pam and uh, Sister Pam, Sister Donna, but they do a great job at that house, right? And everyone else who works over there, that is amazing. So we have learned that maybe these rooms that we don't use, because it's just two of us right now, we just like put yellow tape on them and nobody goes in there. And <laughs> but anyway, uh, so uh, the Lord's he's, he's teaching us. We're really growing. So um, anyway, I meet also with Pastor uh, Tucker every Tuesday, so we get together now, and we're having prayer on a regular basis um, every week, and uh, so the Submarine Detachment, you know, Command Sergeant Major Bauer I told you about, and Chaplain Bennett, I finally met with Chaplain Bennett, and uh, so it looks like we may end up getting the Marines out there, um, we just got to work that distance, um, so we may go out a different gate, and that'll make up for that two-mile infraction there. Um, so, um, also, um, Chaplain Stoner, talked with him again, the post-chaplain, and Beth and Martha, uh, and again on these classes. Um, and then uh, the soul winning, the discipleship, the Bible studies, the fellowship, the home-cooked meals, fun activities. 
you know, and then that's what we are going to do and are doing and we're networking, building that foundation, uh, talking with people, meeting with people, and uh, also the battle handoff. And I just got a, uh, talking with uh, Chaplain Stoner, found out uh, Chaplain Britton was the fellow that I first met at Landmark Baptist Church when we first did one of our early surveys. And uh, so he introduced me to the post-chaplain and that, and then he went off to Texas to school. Well, he has since graduated and now he's at Fort Bragg. And I've been able to stay in contact and, made, and actually make a connection for him and his family with uh, David Tremel, who we support uh, at Fort Bragg because he's at Fort Bragg for a few years. So anyway, it's, it's, it's exactly what we want to do and continue to do and make sure nobody falls through the cracks and that. Uh, prayer requests, you know, again, building and working the ministry and um, leaving town for deputation. You know, as we get it going in that, you know, we're going to be gone about it, you know, on the weekend, really. And we're wanting to bring the soldiers that start coming to church and that. So, and, um, and I know God's got all this, but that will be a conflict and there needs to be a balance. And uh, we're at 55% now. And, you know, so... And again, we know that God has this. And then, um, you know, we, Diane and I, we've been out looking for a house because we're renting the farmhouse. So we actually need a house. And, um, and, and God knows that. And we praise the Lord for the farmhouse. It's been an incredible uh, <laughs> few, few weeks already. You know, it's just been a real blessing. But we came across the perfect Christian servicemen center. We really did. We were in church. There's an Amish couple that goes to our church there. And they were telling us about this uh, place in uh, out, really in, in nowhere's land, even further out than uh, the farmhouse. And and as it turns out, it's it's uh, three thousand and seventy square feet. And and the, they knew about it because his wife cleans the house for the owner, and they don't live in it. And so um, anyway, three thousand seventy square feet. They have a uh, a horse. Um, barn that was converted into like a, a mother-in-law quarters or you know it's got uh, it's set up so that you can come and somebody can stay there and uh, it's got five acres that go along with it and the fellow bought it uh, just for the acreage 223 acres so like I say they, they're not even living there but um, it's definitely large enough it's 14 miles from the east gate on Fort Leonard Woods 14 miles so that's perfectly that's within the 30 mile requirement for some of the people there for Leonard Wood. So, and uh, also, um, you know, when you go out the main gate on these installations, you know, I was just talking with Brother Dan and some others about that, but, you know, all the, the world allurements are out there and businesses, you know, just vying for the soldiers, you know, uh, monies and really their souls and that, you know. You go out this east gate, 14 miles, there's no businesses. Out. There's nothing out there. It's just the gate and come to the servicemen center. So anyway, it's, it is the perfect place. It's the perfect setup in that. Um, I did call the guy to find out how much he was asking for the place and that, and he wants $460,000 for that. And so that's the thing. But, you know, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And so I just need you all, as you have been doing, praying with us about that, you know, and you know, if it's no, that's fine. I'm excited about what it is the Lord is going to bring our way. And uh, so, anyway, that's where we're at. And we're going to Florida from here. 
uh, visit a couple of churches uh, that are supporting us, just do a little update and visit with Major Tina and uh, Judy Butch. And then we're heading back to Missouri uh, to get started and to continue to prep for the class that's coming up and, and uh, other meetings there at Fort Leonard Wood with leadership. So. All kinds of things happening out there. So we have just a short amount of time for some testimony. So here's what we need you to do is uh, if you want to share a testimony, you have to come to a microphone. People are online listening, and they have to be able to hear you amplified or it doesn't work. And then, of course, it helps for us to hear you and see you as well. So that would be a blessing. And uh, specifically, if you have a testimony about Christmas time, some way in which God's blessed you uh, through Christmas or at Christmas time or some Christmas story you want to share, that's fine. But it's the, uh, the what I need you to do is just get up and start uh, coming to share a testimony. So whoever wants to come first, come on up to one of those microphones, and uh, we'll get started. Pull it up a little bit. All right, we're good. Um, I just want to say thank you very much to everybody for the donation of blankets, Bibles to the nursing home. It's been such a blessing. Uh, we took in, I think, 50-some blankets and 60-some Bibles. We went in today. They Beth delivered them Thursday with the kids. Um, they had their Christmas party Friday. We went in today for our Sunday service, and they just couldn't ra kept raving about the Bibles. I mean, they didn't say anything about the blankets, although we saw them using the blankets, but um, they kept raving about the Bibles. We had one lady, Marilyn, um, come to our service. Beth was able to talk to her afterward. Um, she said she's, she went to the nursing home three years ago, and her family lost her Bible when they put her in a nursing home. And she's been without a Bible for three years, and she's just so excited. She, she was crying, telling Beth that she just was so blessed to be able to read her Bible again. And I thought, wow, that was convicting, <laughs> you know. But it's just story after story about people being thankful. And, and it was funny because we went to Stephen's room, who doesn't, didn't come to our service, but uh, he was telling us about when they handed out the Bibles, how Marilyn was exclaiming this to everybody, that she now has a Bible. So other residents even knew that, and she came to our service for the first time. So praise the Lord, and we're just very thankful, and they're very thankful for what you've given. Anybody else? I'm not going to stand here and beg, but I'm giving you an opportunity. Come on up, Miss Hannah. Hot cocoa. Snowflakes, reindeer, <laughs> and I'm burning up. I should have worn church attire. Um, I'm just so thankful that my God still answers prayers. Um, there's been a lot of things that have gone on. You know, we're, we have adult children now, and um, Bob's job has been a change for us over the past three or four years. And there's been a lot of things that have been heavy on my heart and things that I've been burdened about. And I think too many times I let them weigh me down and felt like there was no, no chance of recovery, no chance of things changing for the better. And it wasn't that I didn't think God could do it. It's just that I didn't think he would. And um, so lately, um, I say lately, a few months ago, I started praying more specifically for these needs. And I just asked God to intervene and to work in hearts and to fix these issues. And... Um, I, I can just stand before you and say that he answered beyond my wildest dreams. Um, he brought peace where there wasn't any. He, he brought comfort, and he has changed the things that I thought were unchangeable. And I'm just so grateful that we don't just come to church to come to church and see friends. And we don't just come to church because it's what our parents told us to do or because that's what we've always done. We come because we serve a living God. And what a beautiful time of year. I'm just so grateful. Anyone else? This is 
your opportunity. Skeet uh, just texted and said, I'm praising the Lord for helping me through this long journey. If you don't know this, uh, he is scheduled to come home tomorrow. So uh, uh, he'll have to continue some recovery uh, stuff at home, but uh, he is scheduled to come home tomorrow. So uh, that's an exciting time. This morning, we had a couple visiting that came with the choir two weeks ago and said, you know what, we are looking for a church and we like this one when we were here before, so they came this morning. That was exciting. So uh, always a thrill to see things like that taking place. Last chance, Daniel chapter 2 is where we're going to be. Daniel chapter 2, as we look at the book of Daniel, the second chapter. Pray for uh, Melody and uh, her mom and dad. Her mom fell on Friday and hurt her knee, but she's okay, it seems, then fell on Saturday hurt her arm. She's okay. The problem is, you know, she's got to be able to get herself up. We, we can't get her up to go to the bathroom. She's got to be able to do that on her own. So with a weak leg, she was really counting on the walker. And now with a hurt arm, that makes the walker hard. And so, you know, just pray. You know, uh, it's, it seems like we're doing a little better. We're back to staying all night again so that we can just kind of make sure that everything's good. But anyway, uh, just pray for that. Daniel chapter 2. So we're going to start at verse 31. We're actually now getting into the dream, all right? This is the dream. I told you we'd get there. This is the dream. And uh, in Daniel chapter 2, as we're looking at this, this is where it becomes prophetic in nature. And uh, by the way, the Bible calls Daniel a prophet uh, in the New Testament, the prophet Daniel. And uh, that's who we're studying here. That's the book that we're studying here. Uh, let's look at verse 31. It says, Thou, O king, sawest, the great, the, sawest and behold a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. Father, as we get into this passage, Lord, help us to see you at work in not just our individual lives, but in the, in the literal history of the world as, as we consider this awesome God of ours that uh, sees all and knows all and is in control of all. And we just ask that you would help us to, to rely on you. And we'll thank and praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. We already talked about the idea that God is revealing something to Nebuchadnezzar, an unsaved, ungodly, wicked uh, ruler, and yet God's going to reveal something to Nebuchadnezzar. This image, uh, this image's head was of fine gold, verse 32, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Thou sawest till that stone was cut down without hands, which smote the image there upon his feet that were iron and clay and brake them in pieces. Then was the iron and the clay and the brass and the silver and the gold broken into pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away that no place was found for them and the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. And then in verse 36, Daniel introduces, says, this is the interpretation. This is a dream, he says, and we will tell you. Do you remember the setup, right? The king had a dream. Then he had apparently, depending on how you want to interpret this, forgotten the dream and was asking the wise men to reveal the dream and the interpretation. Whether he'd forgotten it, whether it was a test of the wise men, really is irrelevant to the rest of the, to the, rest of the uh, interpretation of the dream, right? So tell me the dream, tell me the interpretation. 
And if you can't, I'm going to have all the wise men killed. And so Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, Mishael, Azariah, Hananiah, began to pray. And they asked God to step in, to reveal the dream so that they can not be killed and uh, literally to kind of protect the other, the, other, uh, king, the other people of the kingdom. And so um, God reveals this to Daniel. We talked about that last week, how that God revealed it specifically to Daniel. And, and now Daniel goes back to the king and he's going to share the interpretation. This is the dream. And we will tell you the interpretation there before the king. Thou, O king, art a king of kings. For the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. Stop there for a moment, all right? What do you know about Nebuchadnezzar? He's not a Jew. Hot-tempered. He's not, he's not really a great guy. He's not, all right? Yet God is working through him. And here's what the Bible says about him. You are a king of kings. For the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. Now, take an, a New Testament concept. What, what New Testament concept could we apply here? I, I don't want to make this hard, so I'll, I'll help you out. To whom much is given, this is a big deal. God is, he says, listen, king, I have made you great. I have allowed you to have a kingdom and power and strength and glory. And I am honoring you by literally telling you the future for hundreds of years. I mean, God's doing something that he seldom does in the scripture. And he's doing this for this wicked king. And it is amazing how Daniel steps in and says, this, by the way, would mark the beginning of what the New Testament calls the times of the Gentiles. Listen to Luke chapter 21. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive unto, into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And that's what's going to be spoken of here as we're looking at this whole passage. And where, in verse 38, and wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the air, or fowls of the heavens, hath he given into thine hand. Whose hand? The king's, right? This is what he's saying. Wherever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field, the fowls of heaven, he's given into your hands. He has made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. This is huge. I mean, this is a big deal. He's, he's literally saying, I have, I have put you at the top of the, the world rulers here, right? I mean, you're the head of gold. Uh, this is... I can't imagine what it must have been like to hear this. If you were saved and understood that God is in charge and all of this is by grace, it would still be amazing, right? But as a, as a wicked king to be told these things, I mean, all of man and all of the beasts and all of the fowls of the air, I've given over to your hands. And you are the king of kings. And, and you have power and glory. And all of these things are given to you. And, and you're that head of gold. And you can imagine... That head of gold is growing up. What kingdom is this? Babylon. This is the kingdom of Babylon. And so this is where the prophecy begins. It begins with the head of gold, and as you work through this, this is not new. You, you have understood this for years probably, but uh, each of these parts of the statue will represent another kingdom coming in, secession, 
coming in line, coming in next, coming in next, coming in next. God is literally mapping out the next several hundred years of history before it happens. God doesn't do this often. He doesn't. Uh, now, you know, he does things in advance that we don't know about, but he seldom tells us so clearly in advance what he is doing. And uh, here he is, he's kind of mapping it out. And after thee shall rise, verse 39, another kingdom inferior to thee. And this is the Medo-Persian Empire, uh, Cyrus the Great coming in. This is that, that kingdom that's going to follow. So we have the head of gold, we have Babylon, and then we have the Medo-Persian Empire that's going to come in. And another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. This is that Grecian Empire. This is Alexander the Great. Have you ever done a, by the way, there's a, there's a couple of books out there about Alexander the Great that are worth probably your read. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but just find out something about Alexander the Great. How old was Alexander the Great when he died? 32, 33 years old. When he died. In that short amount of time, when he was a teenager taking over the kingdom, he then conquered the known world in about 15 years. It's an amazing study. It is incredible what he was able to do. Now, he wasn't a godly man. He wasn't doing this for the glory of God. I'm not suggesting anything like that. It's just, it is amazing what he was able to get done in a very short amount of time. And uh, then he dies when he's just in his early 30s. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all these shall it break in pieces and bruise. And can anybody guess what empire this is? This is the Roman Empire, right? They're actually known for their iron. This is the Roman Empire. Now, what's interesting is when Daniel is sharing this interpretation, Rome is a village just starting up. It's got a long way before it becomes a superpower, right? A long time. I mean, it's, just, it's literally just a startup town, uh, not even a town yet. It's just a village. Uh, and and it's, all this is beginning to take place as... And but God says, this is what the world is going to look like. This is how it's going to lay out. We could argue for a long time or discuss for a long time why God would share all of these things with someone like Nebuchadnezzar. We, it would be an interesting study just to figure out how God came to the conclusion, this is a great idea, let's share this with the wicked king. You know, and it's, it is amazing to us to put it all together. Daniel writes it down. Uh, he's the prophet because God gave him the interpretation thereof. And he goes on and says, And whereas, thou sawest, verse 41, the feet and toes, part of potter's clay, part from iron, uh, the, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it the strength of the iron, for as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes, the feet were part of iron and part of clay, and the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. So as we see the Roman Empire, it begins to, to um, divide, to weaken, as the miry clay is mixed in. We'll get into the ten toes later. We don't have time tonight to get into all of these things. But all of this is, becomes part of this prophecy. God is revealing this uh, to this king, and Daniel is going to share it with him. And he goes on to say, and in, day, and in the days of these kings, please notice, these kings, 
I'm sorry, I missed verse 43. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. This isn't going to work. It's not going to hold together. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. So what's going to happen is at the end of all of this wonderful, glorious thing that's going to happen, there's going to be a kingdom established that will break into pieces all of these other kingdoms, and it will be a forever established kingdom. Daniel is sharing this with the king. For as much then, verse 45, as thou sawest... <clears throat> Would somebody give me that bottle of water that's back there on the ledge? That's my water, and I am just about not able to speak anymore. <clears throat> I don't know why. My throat's just dry and parched, thank you, God. My voice is going slowly but surely. There's a little bit of water there. That's all I need, just drink. Thank you. I promise you it's water. Anyway, <clears throat> verse 45. For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, the gold, the great God that hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof sure. Now, what is the emphasis of that verse? Read through that verse again, just on your own. It's right there on the, on the uh, screen for you. Read through that verse and tell me, what do you think is the most important aspect of that verse? What is Daniel trying to get across? Say it again. There is, a, there is a great God. Listen, God did this. The great God hath made known. God is in charge. King, this isn't about you, although that's not going to be understood right away, but uh, this isn't about you. It's not about mankind. There is a God, and he goes on to say, because that God is the one, the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof is sure. Now, we're going to be out of time before we get through this passage, but I want to... I want to, I'm trying to make this into a preaching time. And if we're going to gather anything from this, we need to gather a certainty about our God. The idea that God can tell us about a king, that God can tell us about a kingdom, that God can tell us about a city that is just a village, that it, and, and tell us in detail what is going to take place is a great God for certain. And we need to amplify our God, not ourselves, uh, we're gonna, this king is going to have, he's going to struggle with this. It's going to be difficult to be the head of gold and not let it go to your head. And he's going to struggle with this. This king is going to struggle with the idea that he has been, I'll say the word chosen, he has been chosen by God to, sh to, to sh have access to this knowledge through this dream. What a privilege. How, ma how many of us would imagine being used by God in a way like this. And we're Christians. We're Christians. And, and we would anticipate, it'd be exciting if we could be used by God. But this king, he, he's going to struggle with this. The emphasis of Daniel throughout this whole thing has been, king, I'm going to give you the interpretation, not me, God is. And we're going to pray and ask God to do it. King, God gave you the dream. King, God is giving you the interpretation, and the dream and the interpretation are certain. They're sure. 
Nothing's going to make them go away because God, the great God of heaven, has made it known. If we're going to go through the book of Daniel and look prophetically, what I want us to come to, uh, to grips with is that God is this great God. And if we can count on, if we can look backward now, because we have the privilege of looking backward at this prophecy, whereas Daniel was looking forward, this is what is going to happen, we can actually look backward and say, this happened. It did happen. It wasn't just going to happen. It did happen. We can watch it one step at a time. And the emphasis is, again, not the prophecy. Sometimes we get caught up in the prophecy, like, ooh, prophecy is cool, and it is. But it's, the prophecy is not the important part. The prophecy is the emphasis of a God who is greater than we are. A God for whom time means nothing. I, I don't even understand this. But here's the idea of time. God is God. And he literally sees the beginning and the end and all in between. As if it's happening in real time. Do you understand? I mean, God is God. It, 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 all of that is the way he is. So God looks there and says, oh, this, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. Because God is God. And we have the privilege now of looking backward as we go through this book and say, look at this great God of ours who said this and this happened. It said this and this happened. It said this and this happened. And God did all of that through a wicked king. What might God do through a people that he has filled with his spirit, that he has, remember we looked at last week in the book of Joel, poured out his spirit upon so that their old men dreams, dream, dream dreams and the young men see visions. What might God do with a body of people empowered by his Holy Spirit if God is willing to do this to an unsaved king? Father, Help us, God, to learn from you today in such a way that we magnify you in our lives. Help us not to get caught up in the amazing prophecy, but to get caught up in the amazing God who gave the prophecy. God, help us to, to lift you up higher than we've ever lifted you before and to allow you to work in us and through us. And Father, we will thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Your heads are bowed, your eyes closed in just a moment. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm cutting short. My voice is gone. But I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Do you believe that God still works miracles? That God still is an amazing God? That the God that we serve is still a great God? And if you say yes, then do you believe that God is willing to work through us to accomplish great and mighty things, which thou knowest not? Right? You know what the Bible says? Great and mighty things which thou call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Folks, I believe that this God of ours draws the short straw from us all too often. That we come to worship him on Sundays, but Monday through Saturday we live as if he's almost not, almost irrelevant. But this God is a great God. And his desire is to do great things for his glory and for the good of mankind. Would we let God use us? So my challenge to us tonight is let's give ourselves to this God.
afresh and anew, this God who is great and mighty. And let's allow him to use Southeast Baptist Tabernacle to accomplish great and mighty things that we are yet to understand and yet to know. Because that's the God that we serve, a great God. Let's stand and sing together. To God be the glory, great things done. And <clears throat> as we sing the altars over to you, step by love, Lord, this way. To God be the glory, great things he hath done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son, who yielded his life and atonement for sin, and opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory, great things he had done. Just, just so you're aware, I feel fine. I just don't, my voice is just going. I don't know why, but... Uh, just maybe some of you have been praying, and, and uh, you're, I don't know. But uh, anyway, so uh, there is a Sunday school class that's having a Christmas party right now as soon as we get done in here, so uh, make sure you stick around for that. <clears throat> and otherwise, uh, we will see you on Wednesday, right? On Wednesday. We have church on Wednesday. I don't know if you're aware of that. We do. We have church on Wednesday. So love to see you then. Lord bless you. Keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Give you peace. God bless you. You are dismissed. <clears throat>